This lesson to remember is about process thinking, how we use it and how it can help us create meaningful solutions. We've all had creative inspiration that didn't lead us anywhere. It's the start of an idea that never became anything more than that. And while some ideas just aren't good ones, I do think there are a lot of potentially really great ideas that just don't come together because we simply aren't using the right process to bring them to life. So this episode is about finding that process, getting from where we are to where we want to be and helping us answer the question, how can we take an initial bit of creative inspiration and turn it into a real solution that makes a real impact? To me, process thinking is a bit like figuring out a map between destinations. If you're trying to get from one place to another, you have to find the road between the two. And if we know how to get there, if we've been there before and we're familiar with the process, then it's easier for us to understand how to do it all again. But if it's a new location, a new thing we're headed toward, and all we have is our imagination about what it might be like, things get more difficult. But the road exists. The way to get from where you're at to where you want to be is there. You just aren't familiar with it yet. And that fear of not knowing the state of the road, the exact details of what might be along the way, how hard or easy it could be, those things keep us a lot of times from moving, especially when our backs are up against the wall and our familiar way is cut off. Sometimes our imagination gets the best of us. We start fearing things that might be along the road without actually knowing if they really are. And that's how we get in our own way. But again, the good news is that there's always a road to take. There's always a way to get from that starting point of a creative idea to its fully developed evolution, made ready to solve that problem that caused you to think of it in the first place. You just need to find and utilize the process that can make it all happen. Everything requires a process. And we follow more processes every day than we might realize. There are both implicit and explicit processes. Implicit processes are the routine motions we go through without thinking. It's all the steps that go into brushing our teeth, tying our shoes, driving a car, making a pot of coffee. We've done those things so much, we're so familiar with them that we don't have to think about the steps that get us from one end of the process to the other. When we look at the tasks that fill our daily schedules, we probably complete most of those using implicit processes. And we use them because, you know, at one point we were faced with a problem. We followed a process of fleshing out a creative solution for that problem and it worked. So the process stuck. And if we're faced with the same or similar kinds of problems on a daily basis, then those processes become utilized so frequently that we eventually don't have to think about the steps anymore. They become implicit processes. We just go through the motions. Our, our shoe is untied and we just tie it. We don't think about it. 
But when a problem comes along that we haven't quite seen before, and all the processes we're used to won't actually solve it, then we have to break the mold. We have to find a new process to explore. If you're like me, you're not afraid of new things, but you also know how hard it is to chart out a new process. Those explicit processes take up a lot of time and attention. There's a lot of refining that goes into them. And the reason why they're so draining on us is because our brains are actually wired against them. They're wired to create implicit processes for us to follow as often as possible. They help conserve energy through those implicit processes for the critical times when we do need them. And over time, our neuron pathways get more and more entrenched into those implicit things. And as a result, it becomes hard to recognize them and break out of them. On a practical level, a great red flag to watch for is when we hear ourselves saying the words, I can't. Those words are usually a sign that we're falling victim to an implicit process that was originally intended to help us, but is now so entrenched that it's hurting us and it's preventing our growth. I can't is usually our brain fighting against itself, both wanting to maintain the implicit processes that it's worked hard to create and struggling to determine what the new explicit process is. But again, the good news is that everything requires a process. So it's just a matter of charting out the new explicit process, thinking through the steps, connecting all the dots, and mapping that road between destinations. If you don't have a system for charting new explicit processes yet, I adapted one from the elements of Seth Godin's Ship It Journal. I'll say that clearly. Ship It Journal. <laughs> and uh, I, I pulled elements out of that and built them into a format that works for me and my team. We call them product briefs. So if you don't have something like that, take a second to Google Seth's Ship It Journal and see if something like that might work for you. In the end, you want a system that helps anyone in your organization harness the energy they have around an initial idea and take it all the way through the process to become a fully fleshed out concept. And the basics need to include answers to key questions like, what is it exactly? Really define it. Who is it for? Why does it matter to them? Who's responsible for it? Who's the ultimate person that's going to own it? Who needs to be involved in the creation of it? And what is their role? Who are the gatekeepers that need to be in the loop and give final approval? And when will it be finished? The answers to each of those questions are the dots that need to be connected in the new explicit process. And they help you imagine the people on your team that will play an important part in bringing the idea to life. There's also a critical aspect of accountability. When you're forced to put it on paper to name who owns it, what everyone is responsible to do, and when they need it done, stacking hands on those details not only helps everyone understand the idea, but it assigns accountability to the parts that they are ultimately responsible for. And here's the beauty of a system like this that helps your team chart out new explicit processes. It gives everyone in your organization exactly what they need to take their creative inspiration and build it into a real idea that can make an impact. 
the right kind of system will be empowering. It will give everyone what they need to navigate the new road between where they are and where they want to be. It's not an easy thing, that's for sure. Stretching outside of implicit processes will always take work and a great deal of effort, but it is a way forward. And it helps us resist the urge to give up, to keep moving when we begin to think that we can't. So think about your own organization, the incredibly talented and creative people on your teams right now. Do they have a way to develop their ideas into real solutions? Or do they have lots of great ideas that just never seem to come to life? Could they benefit from a system that helps them navigate new explicit processes? Give them one. Give them a process that empowers them. Give them a tool they can use to fight against that urge to say, I can't when a new problem comes along that needs a new solution and when they need to map a new road between destinations. Just imagine if you can give them that kind of tool. Think about all the amazing creativity they can now unleash. That's another lesson to remember. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, would you mind rating it? That will go a long way to helping other people find their way to this as well. I'll see you next time.